Am I walking in the garden with Him? Am I intentionally growing deeper with Him? We're all tempted to go, wow, I'm not who I used to be. I'm good. Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Anchor Church Podcast. It is our desire at the Anchor to provide a place for you to know God, find freedom, discover your God-given purpose, and ultimately make a difference in the world around you. Each week, the Anchor Podcast features Sunday sermons. You can follow along in this podcast episode and read the sermon notes on our website by visiting theanchor.me. Now, let's get into the Word. It's good to see all you guys today. Uh, Before we jump in, I just want to pray one more time, so if you can, just join me, please. Father, we thank you for your presence today. Father, we thank you for just your love for us. Uh, Lord, it's amazing. God, we're so grateful today that we can say that we're a son or we're a daughter of the kingdom. And uh, Lord, we just pray today that you would just come and you would speak to us loud and clear. Father, would you help us just to settle in into your heart today? And uh, God, that we would just uh, just have a clarity in the atmosphere, God, to be able to hear your voice And uh, so, Lord, thank you today for the anointing. Thank you for uh, the Holy Spirit being the one who uh, comes and guides guides us into all truth and teaches us. So, Holy Spirit, we just say today collectively that you're welcome here. Uh, If you say go right, we want to go right. If you say go left, we want to go left. Uh, We just want to follow you. And so, Lord, thank you for leading and guiding us today. And we just choose today to lean in, God, to hear your heart and hear your voice today. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Um, let, let me start off by simply saying this. I, you know, I realize, you know, when it comes to our second service, you know, there's almost kind of a divide in between first service and second service. As far as when it comes to the first service, there's people who have really been here for a number of years. And, you know, when it comes to the second service, you know, it tends to be people who are relatively, you know, new to the church, maybe the past few months or maybe even the last year or so, um, you know, sprinkled in with a few few long timers. But, you know, I say that to say this. Occasionally around here, uh, we like to basically just have a family talk, family conversation. And, uh, you know, I typically try to land in the spot, which is, you know, obviously the first week of first Sunday of the new year and just go, okay, Lord, what are you really saying to us? And take that approach more than a quote unquote sermon. And so anyways, today is definitely uh, one of those conversations. Uh, I, I will change my tone with you guys since you guys are newer than, than with the, the first service today. I kind of, in, in some ways, maybe was a little little straightforward with them, but I, but I won't be so straightforward with you. So I, this is good. I'll be tender with you guys. So anyways, so listen, uh, just as we begin today, I want to piggyback uh, off of last week's message. And by doing so, I just want to remind you of this. If you were here, you might remember this, that, uh, you know, last week I encouraged all of us, me included, uh, that as we were preparing to enter into the new year, that, that we would actually take an, an honest and, and, you know, and a thorough evaluation, you know, of our lives to see if God might possibly want to do, you know, some kind of upgrade in our lives. And, uh, you know, in this sense that maybe he wants to do an upgrade, you know, when it comes to our faith, maybe he wants to bring an upgrade when it comes to, you know, our prayer life, maybe he wants to bring an upgrade in, in maybe how we view ourselves. Uh, you know, maybe it's an upgrade in our marriage. Maybe it's even, you know, has to do with our health or whatever it is. But, but anyways, last week that was kind of our approach, and I also encourage you guys in that 
to make sure that you, you don't allow things such as maybe your uh, your past, good and bad, that, that you don't let your, you know, your failures or maybe, you know, your comfort zones, because we all have those, or maybe even let our old wineskins, what I mean by old wineskins is just our old way of thinking or even our old concepts of God, because how many of you guys know as you grow in God, your concept of who he is changes, right? And, you, you know, of not allowing things like, uh, you know, unhealthy relationships or even, you know, good relationships, uh, you know, hinder us. And maybe, you know, lastly, that we wouldn't let uncomplete assignments, any of those things in essence to hinder us or to keep us from receiving God's upgrade in our lives in this season. Amen. So, so kind of on a side note before we dive in here is, is if you were here last week and you feel as if the Lord spoke something to you, maybe it was in service or maybe it was kind of over the last week, I, I would encourage you to do something that takes uh, a bit of a bit of courage. But, but if God said something to you, I would, I would encourage you to go find someone that you're close to, someone that you know is honest with you and that they're real with you and say, here's what I feel like God told me that I need to do. Here's the things that he wants to bring an upgrade or the areas he wants to bring an upgrade in my life. And the reason I think that is so important, and it's, and it's truthfully, it's really hard to put a, uh, you know, a quote-unquote language to it or to be able to really explain it. But there's something about when I say to someone, look, I feel like God wants me to do this, it, it kind of puts us on the hook. Right, because what happens is, is yes, it brings faith. Yes, it brings you know, uh, you know, encouragement to to you know step out and do something. But it also brings a great sense of accountability. Right, that that someone who really loves you can come alongside me and go, hey, how are you doing in that area? You know, you said God spoke to you. How's it going? And you know, and that's not you know. So often we see accountability as a negative thing, like that's some person that comes along and and points out your sin. It has nothing to do with that. Is it? Maybe it's part of that, but it's really someone just helps you continue to move forward in God. Yes, that should be a positive thing. So anyways, kind of unpause. The reason I'm saying all of that stuff is because over the past few days, I've tried to do the same thing. In other words, I've tried in the midst of, uh, you, you know, not necessarily being in the office, but being at home with four kids, and that can get kind of chaotic, and, uh, you know, having guests and all those things. But, but over the past few days, I've tried kind of in my pockets a moment to slow down and get quiet, and, and you know, to not only hear from the Lord for myself, uh, but also to hear from the Lord for the Anchor Church as we step into 2020. And, uh, you know, I've just simply done this. I've just simply prayed, and I've asked God... Uh, to show me where he desires uh, for me and for my family, where he desires for us to go in this new year. And if you haven't done that, I would, especially if you're the dad of the house, the father of the home, uh, I would encourage you to do that. But, but I've also asked him to, to do this. I've asked him to give, uh, you know, because I want to make something complicated. I've asked God to give me a word. And I don't mean a prophetic word. I mean a single word, uh, basically, for this year. Uh, and I'm asking God, I, have, I ask God, basically, give me a word that would give me a sense and us a sense of direction and purpose for this coming year, right? Because, because uh, simply put, nobody ever grows on accident, Right. We, we never, you know, we never arrive where we want to be on accident. So if we want to get somewhere in God, there's got to be a sense of intentionality to it. Amen. So anyway, so with that said, I, I've just learned over the years uh, that not always, but 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 often enough to to speak about it, that there's times where God will speak personally uh, to the leaders of a church. In this case, me and Jennifer, as we pastor the church, that there's times where he'll speak uh, when he speaks to them, speaks to us. That he's not only just speaking to us, but he's also speaking to the body as a whole. And, and the reason I'm saying that is because I believe today the word that he's given me isn't just for us, but 
but it's also for all of us as we move forward in this new year. Are you all with me today? So before we get too far, I want to say something because, because I think there's a reality to it that, that we need to probably embrace and agree on. But, but when we, talking about everybody in the room, when we actually sit back and we begin to think about where we've come from and how far we've come in God, right? Uh, especially if you've been walking with God for uh, you know, any length of period of time and you've been wholeheartedly pursuing Him, then, then you've come, you should have come a long way. You shouldn't resemble the old guy. You should say, wow, look what all Jesus has done and over these years. You, you know, there's something about when we've come this far in God. You, you know, I think all of us are tempted in some way, me included, to, to settle or to get complacent, or to, you know, get comfortable of kind of where we're at in life, and kind of where we're at in God. Am I making sense? In other words, we think, well, I don't, I don't struggle with X, Y, and Z anymore. I've kind of overcome those things, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of good. I'm kind of happy, in a happy spot. I don't necessarily have some big quote-unquote sin in my life, but, but the life in God is not about big quote-unquote sin. It's simply about, are we continuing our pursuit and our fellowship with Him, right? Are we going deeper, yes? So, so, you know, Maybe to be clear here, so you don't misunderstand me, I, I'm not saying that we don't celebrate those things that are in the past, because obviously we need to celebrate those things. But all I'm saying is simply this. In, in spite of all the great things and the incredible things God has done in our lives, please don't make the mistake of getting settled or getting stuck there, right? It doesn't matter how great that is. Don't stay there. Let's see what God's doing now. Amen? Amen. Amen. So let me kind of give you an example here, and this may sound silly, but, but uh, I'm hoping that this simple illustration will kind of help you get this idea that I'm talking about. So uh, plain and simple, when, when the service is over today, uh, you, you know, Pastor Tommy's going to come up at the end, he's going to make an announcement, and he tells you guys to have a good day. All of us at some point are going to leave this building, or I will lock you in it, right? So, so we're going to leave this building. When we leave this building, we are going to go to our cars, right? And, uh, you know, when we sit down in our car, in spite of the make or the model, one of the first things we're going to notice is the manufacturer of our vehicle, uh, you know, they designed the car to have this big, uh, you know, windshield that was designed for us to be able to look out of, to see out of as we move forward, as we, uh, you, you know, progress in, in essence, as we drive the car. I'm making sense. Another thing we'll notice, especially as we prepare to, you know, back out of our parking place is this, is that that manufacturer also designed or provided for us a small rear view mirror that hangs on that big windshield, right? So that we can, as we were all taught in, in driver's education or whatever, your uncle or your drunk dad, whoever taught you how to drive, right? That, that Maybe I shouldn't have said that. But anyway, so whoever taught you how to drive, they said, look, you know, you need to make that occasional, uh, you know, that glance so you can somehow see what is behind you, right? So once again, this might sound silly, but have we ever stopped to ask ourselves, you, you know, really say, you know, why did the manufacturer you know, design my car this way? You, you know, why didn't they, uh, you know, design the car where it had this big rear view mirror, right, just massive one, and then give us this little bitty front windshield so we can kind of look out of. Now, once again, I know this is dorky, but, but in essence, just maybe, just maybe they were trying to communicate to us that what is behind this uh, is nowhere near as important as what is ahead of us. Am I making sense to you guys? 
Now, now listen, once again, whatever's in our past, good or bad, I want you to know today that none of that is nowhere near as important as where God is taking us. And that's not only personal, you know, uh, personal for every single one of us in this room, but I believe it also uh, is something that we need to grab a hold of as a church as well. Amen? So listen, on one hand, I, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's right for us to make a conscious decision, uh, you know, and, and just in an effort to celebrate everything that God has done here. And once again, for you guys that are kind of new here, you, you, you may not fully grasp everything that God has done, say, in the last four years, uh, but it's been pretty incredible. You, you know, if, if you were here, you, you, you know... You know the road that we've been on, and it's pretty amazing to sit back and watch the health that God has brought to this body. It's mind-boggling, and the truth is I can stand today and say it was only God. Yes, and so, you know, that it's cool to be able to come to church, right? Because I didn't feel like this four years ago, but it's fun to come to church now, and the life of God is in the room. The love of God is in the room. That there's actually a, a uh, you know, a maturity in the room, and not that we're just uh, some, you know, just a massive load of dysfunction. Um, so the cool part is, is that, you, you know, because, because healthy things grow, uh, you know, over the last, especially over the last year, in essence, we, we could say this, that the church has more than tripled, right, in the last couple of years. That's pretty incredible. But because the thing is, is what I love is we don't do anything other than we're going to worship God, we're going to pray our guts out, we're going to preach, and, and the rest is up to God, right? You know, the bottom line is God is the one that gives increase, Yes, and, and, so, and so there's no uh, misunderstanding here. You, you know, are we people that are about numbers? I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to say no. In other words, we don't come to the table and go, yay, we have more people than whatever. That's not the goal, but numbers mean souls. Yeah. Listen, if we're not about souls, we've got a problem. Yeah. Amen? So, so, you know, people can get bent out of shape in church when people start talking numbers, but if you don't think numbers is important, go look at your bank account. Yes? Y'all yes. smile at me, okay? <laughs> Uh, and, and so, in essence, it's, you know, and I'm not trying to be, you know, cute or funny, but, but, but God even wrote a book and he called it Numbers. And so, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, look, you read the book of Acts, it says 3,000 souls were added. It goes and it gives. Why? Because, once again, every single person matters. Amen? And, and, so, and so, as a church, we should have a desire to grow spiritually and numerically because we want to reach more people. Amen? Amen. So, so listen, I think it's pretty cool that even though we have a lot to celebrate today, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we still can stand and, and say that, listen, by the grace of God, we can believe that what is ahead of us, right, is way more important than what's behind us. Amen. So l- let me actually uh, add something here. And, I, and I, I didn't say this first service, but I want to say it here. Uh, you know, I think so often, you, you know, there's people, two sides, there's people who have dramatic things that happen in their life, and it's almost like that they let their past determine their future because they can't ever get over it, right? right? We, we need to get healed, and we need to move on, right? And, and so that's for all of us. There's not a person in this room that hasn't had something uh, traumatic happen to them at some point in their lives, okay? If it hasn't happened uh, yet, it probably will at some point, Okay, and the thing is, is whatever it is, man, we can't stay there. We got to move on and we got to let Jesus do what he does. Amen. So but watch this at the same time. I I, sometimes for us that have enjoyed a certain amount of uh, I'll just say. Word here for lack of a better word, success in the kingdom. Okay. in other words, that we've really enjoyed things with God. Sometimes it's hard to let those things go and move on to the new assignment of what God's called you to do. 
You, you know, so have I had those things over there? Oh, yeah, I got loads of scars to prove it, right? But, but at the same time, I've had some of these, and I don't know why I'm saying this, but, but when we moved here from North Carolina, uh, we left a thriving ministry that we were over, right? And, but God called us out, and it took me about two years to, to walk away from that spot, right? And I remember this time, two years ago, uh, I, I was literally reading my Bible, and I was reading about uh, Noah when he was basically coming off the ark. And, and here's what's crazy, is Noah spent all this time caring for these animals, right? And Noah had obviously different job descriptions. It's like he had several different jobs in his life. And so first zoologist, by the way. And so anyway, so he had all these, these animals. And here's what got me, is that when he came off the ark... And it's kind of funny. They used to call the building we used to run our youth ministry in, they called it the Ark. And, and, when, he, and when he came off of that, uh, basically the animals that were set aside that he had been taking care of, of all, those, of all that time of caring for, making sure they were fed and watered, blah, 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 all those things, uh, he actually had to lay those things on the altar and kill them so he could move forward in God. And I literally had to come in here in prayer, and I had to, in essence, take a ministry that I worked so hard in Right, and, and God had blessed so much to come, and I had to lay that thing on the altar, but also with spiritual sons and spiritual daughters and my relationship with them and lay them on the altar and say, you know what, I can't let my past, in essence, even in a good way, hold me back from where God uh, wants me to go. And the problem was that my identity was so wrapped up in that, I couldn't move on. Am I making sense to you guys? So if that's for you, take it. All right, there we go. So listen, when it comes to all this, there's a, there's a verse that I want us to hear today. And it's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. Just when we think about, once again, that, that what is behind us is nowhere near as important as what is ahead of us. Uh, why? Because I believe, and hopefully you do too, that God has great things in store for us. I, I just want to share this verse. It says that no eye has seen and no ear has heard and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. That's a great verse. That's a verse that has, that's loaded with hope. But I have to point out something. For years in salvation, I stopped there because that's all I ever heard somebody preach. And then I read the next verse. Watch this, because we act like it's all top secret and it's all mystery. And, and, and that's, you know, once again, no eye has seen, no ear has heard what God has prepared for those who love him. And obviously we love him, so God showed me. Watch this. Guess what he does? It says in verse 10, it says, but God now... Now unveils these profound realities. What's the profound realities? It's all those things He has prepared for us. Amen. Are y'all hearing me today? How does He reveal them? It says, by His Spirit. It says, yes, He has revealed to us His inmost. Get this, that God is revealing His inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly explores all things. Isn't that incredible that the God of the universe says, hey, come here. I want to give you some of the secrets that I have in my heart. That's incredible, gang. And so, listen, I just believe that, that from that verse, that's what happens when we make the decision uh, to slow down, to get quiet, to put our ear to the Father's heart, and we begin to say this, Lord, I want to hear from you. Right, And when we say, Lord, I want to hear from you, as it says in Jeremiah 33, 3, that he begins to share the secret things. Right, And, and I just think that this, this bottom line, the things that would typically go unseen and unheard when we're so busy, he begins to slowly pull back the veil so we can see and we can hear what his heart and his will is for our lives and for this church as we move forward in him. 
That's good news, gang. Amen? Y'all smile at me. Come on, help me out, all right? So, so once again, I know I've said this like twice already, but I want to repeat it. We just need to make sure that we're not making a mistake this morning, uh, personally and corporately, that we don't make the mistake of, of trying to keep living in the past. Okay? Once again, we can celebrate those things, but man, what is God doing today? How is He moving forward? What's the new thing He desires to do? That we need to ask ourselves, man, if God really bring, brings us, we really believe that He brings us from faith to faith, glory to glory. If we really believe that He builds on past seasons and past foundations and past experiences of Him, then God, what is it? Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen. All right, so to bring it back full circle. I, I told you guys a few days ago that, that I begin to pray and begin to ask God for me and my family, God, would you, would you give us a word? And, and by, once again, a word, I mean a single word. Would you give us a word for forward direction for this year? And, and uh, you know, so you can understand, I wasn't, you know, grabbing the horns of, horns of the altar, you, you know, whatever. I wasn't making a face like I was constipated. I wasn't, you, you know, pl- pl- plain and simple. I, 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 once again, I'm just four kids... Loud as can be, doing their thing. And I'm just walking around the house. Talk to me, God. Right? If, if we really believe we, we live and move and have our being with Him, then guess what? The voice is available all the time. Right? And so I'm just walking through the house, and I just simply ask. I literally came out of my closet. The shower's on the right. And I, said, I just said that, Lord, what's the word? And I instantly heard, not with these ears, but with these ears, I heard the Lord say, order. And when I, listen, when I heard the word order... It didn't take me too long to realize, because it was funny, I, I have the word cultivate written on my mirror, and I heard order, and I looked up, and I began to realize that God was inviting us, us, basically into a season where He wants to cultivate order in some areas in our lives. Am I making sense to you today? And, and so that literally, and I'm just trying to invite you into our world for a minute, okay? That, that I realize that God is going to cultivate order in our lives, uh, yes, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, because all of it's subject to the Holy Spirit. Amen? And, and so, listen, when I, when I begin to, when I heard that, let me kind of give you a difference, because I know some of you guys are new in the kingdom, it is when God speaks, l- listen, if, if I think I heard from God and I walk out and I forget it, it probably wasn't him. Right? But So how do you know a lot of times when it's God talking? Because that thing sticks to you like Velcro and it will not let you go. Right? So it's not a, I had a dream last night, but I can't, even really, I can't really remember it. No, if, when God gives you a dream, you know you, God gave you a dream. Right? Because you can't shake it. Right? And, and so, listen, so that thing stuck to me. And so for the past few days, I've just kind of been whatever, just, yes, doing my life. But, but my mind keeps recentering and refocusing. I keep coming back to this spot, and I keep asking myself, what are the opportunities of order in my life? And so I keep evaluating, right, my life, all these areas. And so I just want to throw a few things at, at you. And if it fits for you, grab a hold of it. If it doesn't, awesome, right? No pressure. Uh, but, but here's the things that have been on my mind. that have literally been, you know, in my evaluation process. I've been asking the Lord basically about my personal health. It's not that great. Look at me, right? And, and I'm not saying it to be funny, but, but bottom line, man, I know when I'm in my prime. It's been a while, y'all. <laughs> so, but, but listen, so I have to be honest, man. Am I taking care of myself? Y- yes, my, you know, you know, how... How's my diet? What's my eating habits? Truthfully, it's not good. And this isn't a good time of the year to be evaluating anyways. Right? And so that's kind of put myself under the law right there. Right? But anyways, so, so, but I've been asking myself this. And I think this is really important. Man, am I getting enough sleep? 
Because here's what I know about me, and maybe, it's, maybe this isn't the case with you, but if I'm not getting enough sleep, I'm, I'm typically not too spiritually in tune either. Right? Because when I'm tired, I don't do a real great job praying. And if I pray, I'm not real focused. Can I get a witness? So, and then ask me, am I, am I actually exercising? Man, I'm seeing this thing go this way, and I'm seeing these things go this way. It's not a good deal, right? I mean, I know I was born with selfie sticks, but man, it's like, come on, Jesus, help me. Anyways, so, I, you know, I've been looking, I've been going, okay, uh, you know, how's, how's my time management? What's going on? This is family talk, right? How, you know, what's my schedule look like? Bottom line, are we just so busy just for busy's sake? And, and I've literally had to go, okay, let me reel this in. All this running we're doing and all this, all this, our house is open for all these people, to all these things. At the end of the day, man, how much of this has eternal value? Right? Because there's a difference, of, you know, bottom line, we need rest. I'll just say that. We need rest. And, and a lot of times we schedule out rest from our lives. Amen? Then ask, man, how's my finances? You know, I can say for us, yes, we have been faithful. Man, for, you know, since I've been born again, I've been faithful and giving tithes and giving, you know, my offering, without a doubt, first thing every month. God, I honor you. I realize fully God entrusts me with this X amount of money, and it's my job to steward it. And so I have no problem giving him what's his. Amen. And so, so in essence, it's at the same time that even though that's automatic and easy and it's from my heart, all those things. But what about the other 90 percent? How well am I stewarding that money? I'm asking myself that, you know, am I am I frivolous with it or do I actually ask the Lord? Lord, is it OK if I buy that? Yeah. Are you all with me? Lord, do I really need that extra whatever to watch TV another way? Right. So even in this sense, and this is really, listen, if you're a parent, man, grab a hold of this one. But, but man, to ask the honest question, evaluation, man, are we really, really, really leading our kids spiritually? Watch this, guys. There's a big difference between telling your kids occasional Bible story and then leading them to have an experience with God. Listen, as, as a guy that youth pastored for over a decade, I can tell you that a Bible story uh, doesn't stand up strong when that kid goes to college. Yes, the only, thing that, the only thing that helps kids remain is if they've had an encounter with God. Great place to say amen. Okay? So in, in this sense, it's like, man, to ask myself, and i got to be honest, I, I, you know, not doing great, you know, but man, am I praying, am I reading the Bible and worshiping with my kids like I should be? Got to step it up, right? To ask myself, even in this, man, how's my cleanliness? Hopefully I'm not boring you here. But, but how's my cleanliness? In other words, in other words, listen, I, I came from a mom. Man, I'm telling you, she was Miss Clean. If there was ever a Miss Clean, she just Mr. Clean with hair, right? I mean, it was, <laughs> you, you know, and, and, and I'm not that way. I never have been. But, but in essence, is to look and go, man, how, you know, is my life in order? Because so often, watch this, what is on the outside is a reflection of what's really on the inside. And a lot of times, if our spirit is disorganized, our lives will be disorganized. Right? So, so literally, the past few days, walk around, oh, I need to put that where it goes, I need to put that. Maybe not take that off and just throw it on the ground. Why not just put, find a hanger? Who knew, Right? I'm a dude. You pick it up, smell it. It's clean. Let's roll, right? Anyways, so so to, to even ask myself, man, look, how, you know, how's to evaluate? How's our marriage rolling in all this? 
is there room for order? Is there opportunity for order in our, in our marriage? To actually ask, man, you know, are we, are we growing closer in our communication? Are, how's our friendship? How's our conflict resolution? There, there's definitely room for order. Am I being too open honest with you guys today? So, so listen, the sense of this, so you even go, and, I, and I'm not trying to drag this out, but I want you to get some points here. But, but listen, like, man, is there, is there opportunity of order in my relationships? And what I mean by that is this, is, man, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people, and it's easy to hang out with a bunch of people. But at the end of the day, am I having face-to-face encounters with, with, that are authentic and genuine and that are actually helping me uh, become a better version of who God's called me to be? Amen? So, and then, you know, two more. How's my leadership skills? Every person in this room, uh, man, you lead in some way. So take it however you want to take it. But, but at the end of the day, for us, are we intentionally learning to increase our ability and our capacity uh, to be able to lead and to pastor the people that God has entrusted to us? I can say over the last four years, whew, we've come a long way. Amen. But, man, we're not done. Right. And so then most importantly, once again, is this is man, is is there room for order, opportunity for order in my spiritual or my inner life? Am I intentionally I'll use a phrase that I don't use here often, but it's one I think about a lot. Am I intentionally walking in the garden with him? Am I walking in the garden with him? Am I intentionally growing deeper with him? Because once again, we're all tempted to go, wow, I'm not who I used to be. I'm good. But am I growing deeper in my intimacy with Him? Amen? Amen. So listen, what, what I'm trying to convey here, guys, is simply this. Is it's not like there's any of those areas that are on that list that I can say, ah, yep, there's complete dysfunction there. N- not the point, okay? The, the point is this, is when God said that word order to me, I simply realized that He was desiring to see a greater measure of, please don't miss this word, a greater measure of quality in those areas of our lives. Can somebody say quality? quality. Listen, that, that is simply this. And, you know, there's loads of definitions I could give you for order. That at the end of the day, man, are, are those things functioning at their best? That's what we're asking, right? Are they functioning at their best? Are they properly in order? Uh, so let me just say this before we go here. Obviously, I'm only a few days into this, Right? <laughs> So, so no expert up here. I didn't even stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, okay? So, but, but at the end of the day, it's like this. I, even though I haven't figured this out, w- when I look at that list, especially if you know my personality, if you know me, I'm the guy that walks in the room, and, and I, can ar- I can already tell you right now where there's things laying in the carpet in the room because I, I I've noticed it today, okay? And, and so, but that's me. I walk in the room, and I see what's not right. I can't stay... That's just the way I'm wired. And so when I, when I think about that list, I can, be re- I can get really overwhelmed because I think about everything that needs to be done, especially with the cleanliness, because we, we own some land, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know how many rocks are around here? <laughs> I got piles of rocks I don't even know what to do with. And, and I'm just like, but it's, it's out of order, and so it drives me crazy. But anyways, here, here's what I'm trying to remind myself so I don't get overwhelmed. There's this quote that I read the other day. It simply says this. It says, you don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. <sighs> right? So in essence, what, I, what I've tried to do over the past few days is I've just been trying to take small steps that I felt impressed to take. Right? That would help cultivate order in my life. 
Because if I try to take all of that, I can't. You, you know, there's that old saying, it's kind of cheesy, but it says, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So, all right, let's shift gears. Um, hopefully I'm not confusing you guys. I know I'm bouncing around quite a bit here. But, but listen, as I said earlier, a lot of times when God speaks to the leaders of a church, He's not only speaking to the leaders, but He's speaking to the church as a whole. And, and so I want to kind of give you some forward direction today. Um, I think it's important for you guys to know that when I was sitting in my house the other day and I, and I came out of the closet, there's the shower, heard the word order. I didn't take more than five steps in, until I realized that, man, that word wasn't just for us, but it was for everybody. And, and the reason it is is because that word lines up uh, perfectly with basically prophetic words that have been spoken over this church over, say, the last six, seven, eight, nine months. Just like. When, when, when God's in something, God's in something. Yeah. Yes? And, and so, li- listen, in fact, I, I, I stood right here. Uh, tomorrow will be a month ago with a small group of people from the church. And, and, and basically, I, I, I told them not all, but I told them pieces of some of those prophetic words that have been spoken over the church. And, and so you understand what a prophetic word. Basically, a prophet simply means one who lends his voice to another. And so there's times where people who basically they hear from God, not just hear, but hear, and, and they give you, in essence, a message from the Lord. I'm trying to make it really simple there. And, and so... And so um, when you get one of them, awesome. But when you get another one that says the same thing and another one that says the same thing and another one says the same thing, it might be God talking, especially when none of those people know each other and they all live around the, uh, the world. Yeah. <laughs> yes? Yeah. And, so, and so there's things that just you just, okay, Lord, I'm hearing you, paying attention. And so I sit here the other day and I, and I begin to tell some of the people some of the things that the Lord has said of where this church is going. And it's pretty incredible, and uh, it, it's, it's awesome. But, but I'm going to quote myself, and this is from my notes that I had that night. Here's what I said. I told them, here's what God wants to do. And then I said, God is giving us, the church, some time to prepare and to sure up. I'm going to add, to put into order, some areas that we as a church are currently lacking in. Right, And the reason, the idea behind this is, it's an understanding that, because that, God's good, God, God won't let his vision overwhelm you, right? And so what he does is, is he lets you basically get to your part, and then he gives you the next step of faith. But a lot of times, with that catching up, it, it, that's what we're doing. We're catching up so we can bring a whole other level of quality in the church so that we can take the next step in the vision. Yeah. I'm making sense. So, so with that in mind... Uh, you know, what do we believe uh, are some areas or how does God want to cultivate a greater sense of, of uh, order here at the church? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you uh, a few things. Just let's stick to you. All right. So there's a piece that I realize, and Jen and I have had this conversation with Pastor Tom. We've had, we've had this talk that we know that there needs to be a certain, a certain theme, in essence, that comes from the songs that we are singing. And, and part of that is simply this, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And there's a part of worship and praise that, that yes, it's honoring God, but, but when we actually get to hear the Bible... <laughs> As we sing it, faith comes in our heart. I'll give you a great example. When we sing, I am no victim this morning, that's all Bible, right? But, but how many people in the church live opposite of that? And so, and so we intentionally said, let's do that song because we want people to hear what God is saying about them. Am I making sense? 
Yes? And so, so, you know, once again, certain things that stick to us isn't always traumatic events in the world. A lot of that's just wrong teaching that we've had in the church. Right? And so to be able to brush off, you know, get rid of some of that stuff, and so we can begin to hear accurate of what the Lord is saying. Am I, am I boring y'all today? So, so in the sense of even this, that I sat back, even it was funny because I'm like, I'm like evaluating, I'm going down these personal things and all this stuff in the church keeps popping in there. And I, and I realized while we were going, man, here's a list of things that I feel like God's like, you need to teach these things. And it's all things that I have learned over the years in our journey with God, but I've never taught them. But, but I've sat under teaching and I've learned all this stuff. And so I'm like, okay, we need to teach it. So next week, Especially if you're visiting, we'll get back to normal tempo. Uh, we'll teach next week, all right? So we'll, we'll start into the first thing of that. All right, now let me give you five areas really quick. All right, number one, these are things that I think we need to sure up in the church that so we need to get in order. The first one really uh, is an eternal working, but I, but I need you to know because it affects you. We got to define our core values better. We, we can't multiply ourselves if we don't know our core values. Amen? So, so that's the structure and internal peace. The second one uh, that, that I know, listen, I, I am, I'm not some fireball T.D. Jakes preacher. I'm a discipler at heart. And, and at the end of the day, I know that we need to create, uh, you know, a way to effectively disciple, develop, and release people. I mean, I know we need to, and, you know, and so we've been on this hunt for a long time trying to find what exactly that is. We have prayed, man, I've called about everybody in the sun, and, and I think we finally landed on something. And so, you know, basically it'll, it'll, it'll be unfolding. I can't give you a time because we still got a lot of work to do. Hopefully it'll be sooner than later, uh, but it'll be on Wednesday nights. And all I'm going to simply say is this, is it's an interactive discipleship process, and, and I just ask you to come. Right? There, there's no youth for us doing things and providing opportunities if people don't buy into those things and do them. Yes? And, and I'll just say this from personal experience. As a youth pastor, once again, well over a decade, I can't tell you how many people would bring their kid to me, drag their kid to me, and they want me to fix their kid, but they wouldn't ever bring their kid to youth group. Okay? So, man, at the same token, I can't tell you how many adults I've met over the years. They want, they want to come and they drag in their problems, but the bottom line is they never subject themselves to a discipleship process so they can grow. That's the only way that all that stuff falls off of you. you got to renew your mind. Amen? Amen. So, so, once again, disciple, develop, and release folks. Because if we're, if we're just ever hearing and never doing, we're missing the point. Right? Every person in this room, I'll say this and I'll hush because I could talk about this piece for hours, is at the end of the day, if you're not being discipled and if you're not discipling someone else, I will be bold enough to tell you you're not in the will of God. Okay? Number three, and, and this, is, this next one, this is me putting myself on the hook in front of y'all, okay? But, but core conviction, I know we need a youth ministry in this church. I've known it for years, and, and I have... I have uh, burn a hole in this carpet, pacing right here, praying and asking God to bring us somebody to lead it. Just join me in prayer. Somebody's got to lead it. And, and, and everybody look at me. I'm going to say this as nice as I can. Um, I'm going to be picky on who that is. I, I have a core conviction. If I wouldn't trust that person with my kids, I'm not going to trust them with somebody else's. And, and, and as a previous youth pastor, I got pretty high qualifications there. Maybe, maybe too high, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, so, so, but listen, I'm just asking you guys this. 
pray for us that God will reveal the person. And, you know, in this sense, everybody, everybody here, I mean, we go two ways here. I didn't say this first service. I know I'm taking longer than I should here. But, but if God can bring somebody from Louisiana to come be our worship pastor, listen, we've got a whole globe to work with. So, so God, if they're not in the house, then, Lord, we need you to send them. And, if, and, and, and everybody hear what I'm about to say is, is Lord, if you're going to send them, you need to send money to be able to support them and their family. Yes, and, and so, you know, we, we got to understand as kingdom people, we have to be generous so God can provide ways, right? Because, listen, as a pastor, I don't want to bring anybody here and, and, and basically, because uh, I've had friends that have done it, and, but I don't want to ask people to come here and, and to subject their family to a really difficult situation financially. We want to be a people that bless people. Amen? Amen. So um, you want to be blessed, don't you? All right. Amen. Enough said, right? The next one is this, is, is this. I just, uh, once again, a place of order, a place to sure up, is that we would establish a welcoming altar ministry where people can not only be ministered to, but they can experience God's love for them. It's really simple right here. I'm going to give you a little bit of my southern thing here, okay? Uh, I, I, am, I am from churches, in essence, of where I grew up in the faith, where the altar was a, was a sacred place. Okay. In other words, that that's a place that you went down. Yes, if you know to have someone pray for you. Uh, but man, I can't tell you how many times I have been on my knees, on my face, uh, you know, weeping. You know, I'm mean, getting snot in the carpet, kind of stuff, right? It, it, you know, just and having encounters with God, and and that's where, in many ways, my life has been changed. Okay. And, and I realize that we're in a culture here that that's a foreign thing. Right, And I'm trying to tell you, kingdom-wise, it doesn't need to be a foreign thing. So all around this room, right, first service included, there's people that God has, has gifted with a heart of intercession. And there's people that God has gifted people with when it comes to nine gifts in the Spirit. Uh, you know, prophecy, uh, you know, words of knowledge, words of wisdom in particular, even he, the gifts of healing. Then, then, then why not provide a place for people to have that encounter with God? Yeah. Yes, if God's good and if he's still speaking, then man, let's get in a place where people can experience his love, right? So, so listen, we're, we're already on this, on this journey of trying to knock off all this stuff that people have gotten from this region when it comes to legalism. Man, why stop short? Let's, let's go enjoy God to the fullest. Amen? Amen. Fifth one, here we go. This is, uh, last one, is that we need to create an expression of outreach. And I want to make something really clear. I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm not looking for us to reinvent the wheel. But, but we, have, we have leaders of two ministries that I think have done a great job in this area because it's not an easy job uh, or an easy region to have ministries in. But that's uh, basically care net and life ministries. So we have the leaders in this church uh, why not let's support them from their home church? Let's help them, right? It, you know, so often in church, it's so easy to become about us four and no more, become the walls, become so incubated, and, and we can't think beyond ourselves. That's not Bible either. Yes? So bottom line is, listen, he who wins souls is wise. In other words, we need to care for what God cares about. Yes? And so I think, I think if I can maybe just... Uh, Say this, I would like to see God, my prayers that God would bring a greater measure of quality, 
you know, some, all that's pretty much got to start, but greater sense of quality when it comes to community and your relationships with one another. But, but also, yes, to children's ministry, yes, to small groups, and yes, to prayer ministry, that we would like to see those things uh, experience a greater measure of quality and health and effectiveness than what they're currently experiencing. And I'll say this, and I'll give it a different tone than first service. Um, but, but listen, we have some wonderful teachers downstairs that, that uh, don't, I mean, they sacrifice, in essence, to come, to come teach our kids. And, and so often, here's what I hear, and I've never addressed this from the pulpit because I haven't ever felt like the window's right, but I feel like it's open today, so I'll say it. And I don't feel as strong as this service as I did last service. But, but a lot of our kids make it really difficult for the teachers to teach. And, and, they're, and in essence, most of the time what they're doing is they're teaching kids how to behave versus teaching kids how to have an encounter with God. And that is wrong. And that is not the teacher's fault. That's not the children's ministry's fault. That's our fault as parents. And I'm saying our because my kids have been part of that as well. Uh, the only difference maybe is, is I'm from Alabama, and so the consequences are a little different when we get home. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, enough said, yes. So, um, they don't hug trees where I'm from. Okay, I'll just say it that way. So, so in this sense, I just think at the end of the day, guys, listen, uh, if you can, if you have a kid downstairs, it is your responsibility to make sure that they are honoring the te- their teachers and they're listening. Yes? Amen? Um, amen. Amen. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying things I want to say. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Let me give you a verse here. The Lord actually showed me this verse uh, a few months ago, and I really didn't know what to do with it. And, uh, and, and I'm kind of like, okay, the, the, the puzzle pieces are coming together. But, but this is a verse I can attach to all of that. Titus 1.5, it says, For this reason I left you in Crete, that you should set in order the things that are lacking. That's what we're doing, guys. We are setting in order the things that are lacking in our church. Why people on the outside may go, wow, that looks great. Even we may enjoy it. Man, I'm telling you, from the seat, I, seat I'm in, man, there's plenty of room for growth. Let's not get comfortable. Yeah. Amen? So, li- listen, before, um, listen, for all of this to work, right, for all this to actually even happen that we just talked about, at the end of the day, man, it's, it's going to require all of our involvement. So listen, it doesn't matter if you're a single person here or if you're, uh, you know, 150 years old in here. Man, you got a part to play because at the end of the day, we're a family. And, we, and family members uh, understand and uh, assume responsibility for the areas they need to. All right. So, so I'll just say this. I just think if you can maybe grab a hold of this idea that, that the church can only move forward as you move forward as individuals. Right, And to understand that the, the healthier and the more mature you are, the healthier and the more mature the church will resemble and reflect that. Right, so, so the church can't become something if you're not willing to become that something. Amen. And, and so I guess I'm just today just simply saying all of this, kind of give me some direction but, but, and an idea of what we're thinking. But also to say, look, there's an invitation on the table for you to, to somehow join in and as we you know, take on this endeavor of cultivating, uh, you know, once again, order in the church. Okay? And maybe that's for you and maybe it's not.
I don't know. You know if this is home to you or if it's not. But, but I will say this. As a guy that's been in ministry for well over 20 years now, I've learned a few things. And a few things is this, is I, can't, is I can't want something for people more than they want it for themselves. I can't, I can't make anyone, uh, you know, d- desire to be a disciple. Right? I can't make anybody have a burden and a desire to pray uh, you know, for the things in the church. I can't make somebody uh, you know, desire authentic relationships. At the end of the day, it's got to be in your heart and you've got to want it. But I will say this, if you're willing to do those things, you will not be disappointed at the end of the day. God will blow you away. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let, me, let me wrap this up real quick. Just kind of give you some Bible in case you're here today and you're like, man, I wanted to be taught something. Um, let, let me give you a few, a few biblical examples of what happens when we make the choice to do things in God's order. So the, the first place actually in the Bible uh, that worship is mentioned is Genesis chapter 22. And I want you to catch the theme here. It says that, that when Abraham built, you can go read it, when he built an altar and placed the wood in order, uh, this is what happened. We know God showed up in his miraculous provision. Anybody in here says, man, I wouldn't mind having some miraculous provision. Amen. Amen. Listen, Exodus 13, the Bible says that when the children of God left Egypt, they left in order. And what happened? The Bible says that those people got free. Right? In Judges chapter 7, the Bible says that when Gideon, his little, uh, you know, 300-man army, when they held their torches up and when they blew their trumpet and when they broke their pitchers in the order that God told them to, what happened? We know God devoured the enemy. Listen, throughout the Old Testament, we see that when the armies of Israel would, would go out uh, for war, when they would go out to battle, uh, we know that they would go in the order of their division. And, and when they would go out in the order of their division, what happened? We know that continuously theme, God gave them the victory. Amen? In 1 Kings, the Bible says Elijah was in a uh, duel with the prophets of Baal. And I, you know, I said it's first service, and I'll say it again. Uh, if you don't think that we're in some kind of spiritual warfare with the with, in essence, the false prophets of this region, you're fooling yourself, right? And so when Elijah, when he was in a duel with the prophets of Baal, uh, it says that when Elijah put the wood on the altar, once again, in order, what happened? The fire of God fell. Guys, we need the fire of God in our church. Amen? In First Chronicles, the Bible says that the Levites worshipped in the temple according to their order. When they worshipped in, in accordance to the order, what happened? The Bible says that, the, that the, literally, the literal Shekinah glory of God, the presence of God, God fell so much that the people couldn't even stand up. How many of you guys know that's a good day at church? And listen, in the book of Exodus, it says that the priest put all the articles, such as the last one, as far as the lampstand, the showbread, the anointing oil, and so forth. When they put all that stuff in the tabernacle of Moses in order, according to what God said, what happened? The glory of God came. The bottom line, if you don't hear anything today, hear this, that glory always follows order. And so listen, I'm telling you, as the pastor of this church, we want to see the glory of God. But if we want to see the glory of God, we got to get things in order. Yeah. Now, watch this. In case you're sitting here today and you're like, I'm not that interested. Uh, let, me, let, me show you, let me show you the opposite side of what happens when you don't hear from God and find out His order and move accordingly to what He's telling you to. Let me show you what happens when people just do things on their own. It says this, it's talking, this is David talking. It says, he said to them, you are the heads of the father's houses. 
So if you're a dad in here, please listen to this. You are the heads of the father's houses of the Levites. Sanctify yourself. Be set yourself apart. Be holy, right? For, for uh, holy purposes. It says, you and your brethren, that you may bring up the ark of the Lord. Let me stop there for a minute. What's the ark of the Lord? It's a representation of God's presence and his power. Amen? And then it says basically this. Um, the ark of the Lord, God of Israel, to the place I have prepared for it. How many of you guys know order comes with preparation, right? And so it says this, says, for because you did not do it the first time. In other words, because you decided to bring the ark back to Israel the first time and you did it your own way. It says what? The Lord our God broke out against us because we did not consult him about the proper order. So to think that, here's really what I'm saying. All in all, Genesis Revelations, you can read it. God is a God of order. And because He's a God of order, He expects His people to be a people of order as well. Amen? And so the truth is, from all the things that we just saw a while ago, when we begin to do things in order the way God does it, and the God wants it, great things happen. When we do it our way, what happens? Not so great things happen. I'd rather have great things happen than not so great things happen. Amen? So... Um, I just simply want to pray for you today, okay? Uh, understand this. I'm going to say the last thing I'm going to say, and, and I'll be done. Because um, I feel like I need to say this. I wasn't going to, but I am. When it comes to the list of all those things that we talked about, uh, and this is going to sound strong, but, but guess what? At the end of the day, man, we're two people, okay? We're pretty amazing two people. Amen. <laughs> just trying to encourage myself. All right, so... <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little self-encouragement, right? The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. That's what I'm trying to do. All right, so anyways, so, so, so listen, you know, we, we have, yes, yeah, certain gift sets and all that stuff. But listen, at the end of the day, I'm going to say for me personally, I don't want to spend so much time trying to get all that done because it's, you know, not humanly possible for one person to do all of that. If I try to do all that, my wife's going to probably hate me. You know, in the bottom line, everybody, everybody look at me because I mean this. I love her way more than I love you. Okay? Because I'm married to her. I have a covenant with God before, before God with her. Right? And so she is priority. And so if, if we're going to be able to do those things, then guess what? We're going to need help. Okay? And, and so, and secondly this, I have, I have four babies. Not only have I had friends that have lost their spouses through ministry, because ministry became their, their mistress. But I've also had friends that, man, their kids have fallen off the wagon because dad was too busy doing ministry. I, I don't want to see that happen in my house. Yeah, I love my babies, right? And so, so I want to be a part of their lives. And so all today is really is this. I can come, I can challenge you, I can present something. But really at the end of the day, it's just simply an invitation if you want to join us or not. And if you're sitting there today and you go, hey, I feel like maybe there's something there I can do, you know, uh, because there is a proactive part on your side. You, you know, you can go on our website and say, hey, look, here's where I want to be a part. But, right? But, but, but listen, at the same time, yeah, at the same time, listen, I don't want anybody to sit in the room and go, you know what, uh, I, don't, I don't feel qualified. Guess what? Neither do I. I stand up here every Sunday and I don't feel qualified. Okay, but, but here's the thing. The anointing and the grace of God helps us do things that we can't do in our own natural ability. Because I, I love what the Bible says, and, and I know this is hard for some of us to hear, especially when we think we're unworthy and we hate ourselves. 
when there's self-hate. But the Bible says that God stoops down and makes us great. Okay? That's Bible. It's God talking. And so there's this essence that even though you may not feel like you're great qualified, that's a really good place to start. But even if you don't feel qualified, man, say, hey, look, I'm willing to serve. We'll find a place. Amen? Amen. Tommy, come up. I'm going to pray, and he's going to give you uh, a last announcement, and we will be done. Father, I thank you for our family today. Father, I thank you for every person that's here. Lord, I thank you for their commitment to you and their commitment to one another. And, and Lord, we're just simply asking today, Lord, I'm asking for them today, God, that if there's anything in their lives, God, as they take an honest evaluation that's maybe out of order in their lives, Lord, I pray that they would recognize that. And, Lord, that they would take ownership of that. And, Lord, that you would begin to help them to put things in order so they can live to the fullest uh, that you have for them to live. And, Lord, I'm just asking as we, as we kind of put ourselves out there, you know, and just say, look, Lord, these are things that we know that needs to happen as we lay it out for the people. Lord, if there's parts that you want uh, folks here to grab a hold of and say, yep, that, that's for me. That's my part. That's my role. That's my responsibility. Then, Lord, I just ask that you would speak to them. God, there's zero pressure here today. Uh, but, Lord, there's just a spot of God. We want, to, we want to have a yes in our heart and want to do what you called us to do. So, Lord, thank you for just speaking loud and clear today. And thank you for the grace and the anointing to do what you've called us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for encouragement in your walk with God and to receive updates on events happening at The Anchor. Have a great week and God bless.